0: Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. So we welcome you all to our Mass today. Thanks for joining us in our prayer together. We remember especially in our Mass the repose of the soul of Teresa Fitzgerald and of Eileen and Timothy O'Donohue of Ballybehe as well as all the people of Abbey and the surrounding parishes, a special welcome also for all of you who are joining us on West Limerick 102. We are very happy to have you with us, and thank you for joining with us today in our Mass. To prepare ourselves together now, we just take a moment in the Lord's presence, and we'll ask God's forgiveness for our own shortcomings and failings. You were sent to heal the contrite, Lord, have mercy. mercy. You came to call sinners, Christ, have mercy. mercy. You're seated at the right hand of the Father, Lord, have mercy. mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on all of us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. Have mercy on us, for you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in the glory of God the Father. Let us pray. May you grace, O Lord, we pray at all times. Go before us and follow after, and make us always determined to carry out good works. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever.
1: First reading, a reading from the prophet of Isaiah. On the mountain, the Lord of hosts will prepare for all people a banquet of rich food, a banquet of fine wines, of food rich and juicy, of fine strained wines. On this mountain, he will remove the morning veil covering all peoples, and the shroud enwrapping all nations. He will destroy death forever. The Lord will wipe away the tears from every cheek. He will take away his people's shame everywhere on earth, for the Lord has said so. That day it will be said, See, this is our God in whom we hoped for salvation. The Lord is the one in whom we hoped. We exult and we rejoice that he has saved us, for the hand of the Lord rests on the mountain. The word of the Lord. Responsorial Psalm. In the Lord's own house shall I dwell forever and ever. In the Lord's own house shall I dwell forever and ever. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. Fresh and green are the pastures where he gives me repose. Near restful waters he leads me to revive my drooping spirit. Response. In the Lord's own house shall I dwell forever and ever. He guides me along the right path. He is true to his name. If I should walk in the valley of darkness, no evil would I fear. You are there with your crook and your staff. With these you give me comfort. Response. In
2: the Lord's Lord's own house
1: house shall I dwell 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 forever and ever. ever. You have prepared a banquet for me in the sight of my foes. My head you have anointed with oil. My cup is overflowing. Response. In the Lord's own house house shall I dwell 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 forever and and ever. Surely, goodness and kindness shall follow me all the days of my life. In the Lord's own house shall I dwell forever and ever. Response. In the Lord's own house shall I dwell forever and ever. Second reading. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippines. I know how to be poor, and I know how to be rich, too. I have been through my initiation, and now I am ready for anything, anywhere. Full stomach or empty stomach? Poverty or plenty. There is nothing I cannot master with the help of the one who gives me strength. All the same, it was good of you to share with me in my hardships. In return, my God will fulfill all your needs. In Christ Jesus, as lavishly as only God can. Glory to God our Father, for ever and ever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thank you, God. Gospel acclamation. Amen. him, he gave power to become children of God. Alleluia,
0: alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. With A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a feast for his son's wedding. He sent his servants to call those who had been invited, but they wouldn't come. Next he sent more servants. Tell those who have been invited, he said. I've my banquet all prepared. My oxen and fattened cattle have been slaughtered. Everything is ready. Come to the wedding. They weren't interested. One went off to his farm and another to his business, and the rest seized the servants, treated them badly, and killed them. The king was furious. He dispatched his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their town. And then he said to his servants, The wedding is ready, but as those who were invited proved to be unworthy, go to the crossroads in the town and invite everyone you can find to the wedding. So these servants went out to the roads and they collected together everyone they could find, bad and good alike, and the wedding hall was filled with guests. When the king came in to look at the guests, he noticed one who wasn't wearing a wedding garment and he said to him, how not you get in here, my friend, without a wedding garment? And the man was silent, and the king said to the attendants, bind them hand and foot and throw them out in the dark, where they will be weeping and grinding of teeth, for many are called, but few are chosen. The Gospel of the Lord.
3: Praise the Lord. <clears throat>
0: My dear friends, I remember in our younger days when as students, in our great innocence, our naivety, grappling with what we saw as big questions like, is God really fair? Is God really just? I mean, think of the two neighbors. Johnny was a good living man. He never put a foot wrong. Walked the straight and narrow avoided all the pitfalls, the mortals, as we call them. And then, totally out of character, one day, he commits a whopper. It was that night that the priest was called to a fatal accident, and when he got there, Johnny was gone. Never got a chance to make a good confession or make his peace with God. Meanwhile his neighbour Paddy, who was the polar opposite, never worried about his wayward ways, so Paddy wouldn't have known for the confession box was far if you landed him in front of it. But one evening, Paddy got this awful pain in his chest, and he was rushed into hospital, straight into coronary care and as things would have it, the chaplain was just doing his rounds and he realized the writing was on the wall took the opportunity, made a really good confession and made his peace with God. Johnny, who did everything by the book on his life made one fatal mistake and then blew it all. And Paddy, who knocked every fence in the course, he was the one who was given the chance, on his deathbed, to change it all. How could a God, who allowed that happen, be fair or just? Did I tell you? We never solved the problem. But we did learn, like all humanity since time began that we will never grasp the mystery of God's ways. For the last number of Sundays in the Gospel, Jesus himself has been attempting to answer these questions about God for the people he was addressing. Remember a few Sundays ago, he told us about the workers walker, the in the vineyard complaining that... The master wasn't fair because he was over to the late comers, giving them as much as those who had sweated all through the heat of the day. A couple of Sundays ago, the master was reprimanding his son, who promised to do what he asked him, but didn't do it. And then last Sunday, it was about the workers in the vineyard again, who, because they didn't appreciate what they had been given, lost it all. And today, Jesus is talking about those invited to the feast who turned down the invitation and got themselves locked up. the heart of each of those stories that Jesus is telling us, the master is his father who's always giving more than is deserved, but constantly being disappointed by the response and and being forced to transfer his gifts to other people who will appreciate and accept And running through the stories of Jesus is the narrative, those to whom the gifts are being given by failing to appreciate and accept them are constantly frustrating the Father and taking the risk of losing everything themselves. Whereas the Father that Jesus presents to us in each of the stories is a God who's crazy about us, a God who's showering us with blessings, a God who's lavishing gifts and opportunities on us, and wanting nothing more than just that we would accept his gifts. But a father who in the end of the day always respects our freedom to choose whether we want to accept his love or reject it because to love somebody is to allow them to be free to love somebody is to respect the choice that they make and God's love for us is so perfect so total he treats our freedom as sacred and his respect for our choice is
4: absolute.
0: Today He invites us to the final wedding feast with Him in heaven. And God blesses us with a roadmap and how to get there. And He gives us every support, every opportunity, and He's with us all along the road. But let's never forget God respects the choices we make and where we spend eternity is by our choice not by his decision. And that choice, that final choice is not made in isolation from the rest of our life That choice is being made today, tomorrow, every day, by how we live our lives. I make the choice. God respects the choice that I have made. The story of Johnny and Paddy might be an interesting discussion over the bar counter. But each of our final destinations is decided by the full book of our lives, not by the last sentence of the last chapter as we are about to draw our final breath and exit. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father, and through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate with the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified, under purchased Pilate, suffered death, and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sin, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Jesus promised us that we're two or three are gathered together in his name, that he is among us. Conscious now that we are gathered in his name and that his promise is fulfilled, we turn to him present among us with our prayers. Let's take a moment to thank God for all the blessings we each have received Let's identify some and name them. Thank you, Lord, for all we have received. Lord, hear us. In these troubling times, as we are all very conscious, of the risk and danger help each of us Lord to be careful to be alert to be vigilant help us to continue to do all we have been asked to keep ourselves and each other safe Lord, hear us. Lord,
3: please, hear
0: us. We thank you, Lord, especially for all the wonderful people who are working in the front lines in our health service. Thank you for the gifts that you have given them, with which you have blessed them. Continue to bless them and keep them and their families safe lord hear us at this time so many people are working together pooling their resources across the world lord help them to use the precious gifts you've given them in cooperation with each other to successfully discover a vaccine that will rid the world of this pandemic. Lord, hear us.
3: Lord please, hear us.
0: Today, let us remember all those who are sick, those in our own community who are sick at this time, your own people who may be in care or in hospital, wherever they are today, Lord, be, there, be with them. Lord, hear us.
3: Lord, Take
0: a moment now to remember our own personal intentions for our Mass today. Lord, hear us. Lord, God, our Father, these are our prayers. We make them to you with the prayers and the sacrifice of the Mass, for ourselves and for all, through Christ our Lord. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, through your goodness we've received this bread that we offer you. Fruit of the work of human hands, it will become for us the bread of life. be By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbles himself to share in our humanity.
5: Bless God,
0: Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, through your goodness we've received this wine we offer you. Fruit of the vine, work of human hands, will become our spiritual drink. Please pray that my sacrifice and yours will be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Grant, Lord, we pray, a sincere respect for your gifts, that through the purifying action of your grace, we may be cleansed by the very mysteries we celebrate and we ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let's give thanks to the Lord, our God. It's truly right and just our duty always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty, eternal God. For we know it belongs to your boundless glory, that you have come to the aid of us and that you have fashioned for us a remedy for our mortality itself and so with the angels and saints we join as we say together holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts heaven and earth are full of your glory Hosanna in the highest blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed Holy Lord, the fount of all holiness. May Holy therefore for these gifts we pray by sending your Spirit on them like the dewfall, that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. The time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took pride. And giving thanks, he broke the bread and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. This is my body, which will be given up for you. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate together this morning this memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving you thanks that you held us worthy to be in your presence to minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by your Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church throughout the world. Bring us to the fullness of love with Francis our Pope, Brindon our Bishop, and all your people. Remember, Trecia Fitzgerald and Eileen and Timothy O'Donoghue, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that they who were united with your Son in a death like his may also be one with him in resurrection. And remember our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them, Lord, into the light of your face. Have mercy on all of us. Make us worthy to share eternal life with Mary, the Virgin Mother of God, with Saint Joseph, with the Apostles, and with all the saints who have pleased you through the ages, may we merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, with him, in him, O God Almighty, Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. Amen deliver us lord from every evil graciously grant peace in our day In your mercy, keep us free from sin and protect us from anxiety as we wait in blessed hope for the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my own peace I give you. Look not on our sins but on the faith of your people and graciously grant us that peace and unity that are in accordance with your will who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. And may that peace of the Lord be with you all. And
6: with your Lamb
0: of God, you take, of world, Lord, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed, all of us who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. O Lord, my soul shall be healed. May the body and blood of Christ bring all of us who receive him to everlasting life. Amen. Mm -hmm.
5: Just some announcements now for the parish here and for some of the surrounding area here in West Limerick. Uh, The death has taken place of Neely Flynn of Belfry Heights here in Abbey Field. A private funeral mass will take place today at 12 o'clock here uh, in the church in Abbey Field. Parishioners will be able to follow the mass online. And he will be buried afterwards at Relic Eda Neffa. Sadly, this morning as well, we have to announce the passing of Father Brendan Murphy, who has been resident in Newcastle West Parish for the last five years or so. Father Brendan died peacefully last night at Milford Hospice after a short illness. Father Brendan will be well known around West Limerick, particularly in Fina Kilmeedy Parish, where he was parish priest for many years, and also in Patrick's Well Belly Brown. Prior to that, in St Munchen's Parish in Limerick City and his ministry in the early days of his life was spent in Africa. So we commend Father Brendan to the Lord and all the dead. Eternal rest grant unto him, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon him, and may he rest in peace. Amen. During the uh, lockdown period now on level three, uh, sadly, our churches are closed at the moment for masses, but uh, churches are opened around West Limerick to be visited by people, and we encourage you to go during the week to offer some private prayers. Uh, Hopefully, please God, very soon we will be back to having congregations once again with us in our churches, but I suppose that very much depends on our behaviour in relation to the COVID and being as careful as we possibly can. And finally, here in the parish of Abbey Field, just to say that the newsletter here in the parish is available throughout the town in the various shops and businesses. Um, So when you're shopping today or tomorrow, you should be able to pick up uh, the newsletter from the church in most of the uh, businesses in Abbeyfield Town, and we are grateful to all the business people for giving us that opportunity to uh, distribute our weekly newsletter. Thanks. So thanks to Mary for reading, Stephanie for our music today, uh, Bridie for setting up the church, and Father Dan Lane for celebrating the Mass for us. Yes, uh, again, actually, another death notice. This time, the death has occurred of Johnny Donovan in New York, son of Paddy and Kit Donovan, late of Dumtrasna Hartnett. So more arrangements around that will be announced later. So our sympathies to the Donovan family this morning on this sad news. Thanks, Father Tony.
0: Now we have our final prayer together. We entreat your mercy most humbly, O Lord, that as you feed us with the nourishment which comes from the Eucharist, you may make us sharers in the final wedding feast in heaven. And we ask this through Christ, our Lord. So be very conscious today that you would love to be with us at Mass, but as Father Tony said, unable to be at the moment, and you miss being here at prayer with us, and particularly being able to receive Holy Communion. So we we'll now make an active spiritual communion together. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, calmly, spiritually into my heart, I embrace you as if you were already there, and I unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you all. And, with your spirit. and may Almighty God bless you now in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And our Mass is ended. We go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. And thank you.
3: sings my soul.
6: thanks again to Father Tony Mullins and the parishioners of Abbeyfield Parish for facilitating us in listening to Mass this morning and also thanks to West Limit 102 FM especially Jason Smith for connecting us to Abbeyfield today so if listeners would like to contact us here in the program our text number is 087 6088 667 that's 087 6088 or or email us, come and see inspirations, all one word, come and see inspirations at gmail.com. And thanks again to all those who continue to encourage us and pray for us. So, our regular program continues to be broadcast at 11 pm tonight. And this week, uh, being the month of the missions, we're going to broadcast part one of a three part interview with Father John Roach a member of the St. Patrick's Missionary Society who's just completed over 45 years working in Africa So this being the month of the Rosary we can now pray together a decade of the Rosary with Father Kevin Scanlon and Dana
7: In saying the Rosary Mary invites us to join her on a journey through the life of Jesus in it the Holy Spirit asks us to imitate the faith and love of the Mother of our Saviour. Because we say the Rosary with our body and our spirit, it should touch us at every level of our being. It is no monotonous ritual, but a deeply contemplative Christian prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The first glorious mystery, the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. If Christ be not risen from the dead, then our faith is in vain, St. Paul says. The resurrection of Jesus has changed everything for mankind. Our sorrow has been turned into joy, our darkness into light, our despair into hope. Jesus, we celebrate your victory over sin and death. May your resurrection fill us with the light of new life. Our Father who art in heaven,
6: So now I'd invite listeners to listen to a homily that I recorded earlier this week from Clanard Monastery in Belfast and this one is centred on will we be the same after this?
4: These days you hear some people say that we won't be the same when we get through this. Indeed a famous politician made a speech yesterday talked about how life would be different. And indeed, he talked very optimistically about how it would be better. We won't be the same when we get through this. We'll be different. How will we be different? One of the ways I would hope and pray that we'll be different is that we'll make some kind of improvements to our lives. For instance, during this time, and indeed it began before the pandemic, but the whole Black Lives Matter movement, wouldn't it be a good thing to hope and pray that that principle at stake there would kind of write itself into our lives and our actions and our attitudes towards one another because it's only too easy to see racism in others and not to see it in ourselves. So you'd hope, more than just being a kind of a wave of enthusiasm that Black Lives Matter, that we would, each in our own way, take it to heart, look into our own hearts, and improve our attitudes to others. There's another. It gets less prominence, but I'd be certainly hoping that it will grow and develop and blossom. There's another, you couldn't call it a movement. There's thinking or writing. Some good writers are talking about how we have, as a society, we've placed too much emphasis on head and not enough on heart. And that a good change in our society would be if we placed more emphasis on heart than on head, or at least an equal kind of emphasis. And they mean that we generally judge people on head matters in the sense of achievements, exam results, degrees after the names technological ability, things of the head. What we haven't emphasized at all well, which doesn't occupy an equal position, are matters of the heart. Those who are in the caring professions, for instance, and again, you could say we're maybe hopefully moving in this direction. We've learned, I think, a new kind of appreciation for them. But we need more than just a cap for care workers. We need to recognize that they are certainly as important, if not more important, than those who are sort of good with a head. You and I, over the years, would be judged in society by what we've achieved, by what, how we've gotten on, how we've accomplished. What about the, the heart? What about caring for other people? What about the extraordinary kind of care that has been sort of manifest and shown to many, many people over this time by nurses, by doctors, by those who help in hospitals? We've become aware of that to some extent, but we need to kind of, again, write that into our sort of society, that those who care for others are just as important, more important, just as important, certainly, as those who achieve in our society. I've often marveled, we were near enough to the royal here, I've often marveled looking at the hospital, how it functions smoothly every day, or seems to generally function smoothly every day. So many different compartments to it. And I've had some experience recently myself, directly, of the care and attention, and it's marvelous, and it's wonderful. And I'm saying no different to what you yourselves have said, and that I have heard from you as well. It's extraordinary. It's amazing. No good in just saying that. I mean, to say it is important, to believe it is important, but our dear society needs to find some way of recognizing the value of those who care. Some writers talk about, well, a writer talks about resume virtues and eulogy virtues. And the resume virtues, again, are those that we, of achievement, the marks we get in exams, how we've, how we've kind of developed, mainly intellectually over the years, those resume, resume virtues. Then he talks about the eulogy virtues. And the eulogy virtues are the virtues that we hear about at the time of a funeral someone. Was that person good and kind and sincere and honest and truthful? I've been at many funerals. At a funeral, I've never heard the house that the deceased lived in described graphically as to its size or its great location or anything like that. I've never heard what the person earned discussed at a funeral. What I have heard, and I think this would be true for any of us, what we do here at funerals is precisely that. Was that person kind and good and generous and thoughtful? And isn't it, there's a great irony there, of course, that we spend an awful lot of our lives kind of on the achieving ladder, and yet at the end, little or no mention of the achievements. This kind of writing among some experts is, is slight, It's kind of not much at the moment, but you'd certainly hope, I would hope, and I would pray that it sort of takes root, that it becomes some some kind of movement, that we reward those who care, those who show heart, those who love on some kind of equal scale with those who can earn thousands and sometimes millions of pounds and bonuses from their companies. There's, a, there's an injustice there's an inequality there and I think we should hope and pray that that inequality will be addressed it's good to see that kind of thought and that kind of writing coming from people who some wouldn't profess themselves at all as Christians but they're coming to a Christian kind of perspective on things we are all brothers and sisters. We're all God's children. In Jesus' time, it's kind of interesting that we don't ever hear anywhere in the Gospels of people's kind of qualifications. We don't hear of their resume, resume values. They're not judged like that. In fact, if we hear anything, it's the that Jesus kind of lifted up the unequal ones, that we are all brothers and sisters to one another. So, what we could do, I think, is as well as, say, on the Black Lives Matter, look at our own attitudes towards racism. In this matter of heart and head, we could pray that the consciousness which is kind of developing among all of us. I mean, people, there should be more than just a clap for care workers. And we're realizing that, that we would pray for an equal kind of society where there would be some kind of equality between those who achieve, certainly reward them. But for those who care, they should be certainly rewarded hugely too. That's sort of a big intention. And I say that we should pray, and we should, because the gospel tells us today, ask, and it will be given to you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. Ask, and it will be given to you. That's Jesus' promise to us. So we pray for a fairer society. Will it be given to us? One of the things I often think that isn't tabulated when we talk about the history of our time, the troubles. During the troubles, people gathered in small, sometimes not so small groups, and they prayed intensely for peace. And they prayed and they prayed and they prayed. And now, thanks be to God, generally, we have peace. It will never be recorded in the history books how effective their prayers were. But I think we can look around us and see the effect of their prayers. We could and we should think to ourselves how you and I, please God, will come through these difficult times. We should think a little bit of how our society will come through these times, and I think we should pray. Relying on the promise of Jesus, ask and it will be given to you that we should pray that those people sort of of the heart, those who care, mothers who look after their families, are they in a lesser position than someone who can siphon off a huge bonus at the end of the year from their company? We should pray. We will pray for a fairer Christian kind of society. Amen.
6: So to finish our program this morning, we'll listen to Father Liam Lawton and Roshan Riley singing Ave Maria. Thanks again for listening. Now, my name is John Keeley. Enjoy the coming week and God bless for now.